0: You're tuned in to The Baller Breakdown with Yusuf Taha. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Baller Breakdown. I'm Yusuf Taha, your host. It's my first show, my first season, however you want to call it. Um, I'm excited to get this thing on the road. What we do is when we break down film, obviously, it's in the name. We evaluate players, guys who are in the NBA, um, guys who are up and coming in the draft, you know, high school, like we just, I just evaluate players and that that's just how, I basically just talk how I perceive it. I guess I might as well introduce myself. Sorry, bear with me. Uh, I grew up in the in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. You know, shout out to the Mavs, you know, you already know I'm a Mavs fan for life. We're gonna miss you, Dirk. You know, let's go Luca and KP, let's do it. I play basketball now for I've played for a long time, but I've been professional. Professionally playing for eight years. I'm overseas, I'm I'm in the Philippines. I originally started this because when I watch a basketball game, it takes me, you know, you might as well add on another hour or so. I'll rewind one little play, I'll rewind it like seven, eight, you know, nine, ten times, just to see how it it happened, what opened it up, what was the defense doing. I just love breaking down film, and even all my friends, I mean, y'all know who y'all are. They don't like watching games with me because I do that. So, I thought I might as well share it with y'all then. Now, I'm not saying I'm a guru or I know it all with basketball. It's just my opinion, guys. Like, don't take offense to what I say or if if I say I don't like one of your favorite players or whatever. It's just my opinion. you have your opinion, I have mine. Let's talk. I said we'll be breaking down film. Um, We'll be doing that more on like Instagram. YouTube. I mean, this is gonna be on YouTube as well, but um, Facebook. But like, I will literally break down and show you film on just what I see and the things that I, I see when I watch a game. I'm excited about that. I guess we can just jump right into it. Obviously, the draft is over. So what I'm gonna do is basically give you my my quick rundown of the players I feel have the most potential. Or just I think they're the best players in the draft. So basically, to start off, obviously. Zion, I don't know if he'll be the superstar to where like you just give him the ball and get out the way But within the right offense within the right if you use him the right way. Oh Gosh, he's a problem. How I, I see him. I see him as a high-level role player. He's a finisher. He's a, a rebounder He's someone who's gonna take the ball get the ball rebound push it, you know Coast to coast because he's not very skilled right now I mean he, he can be you know, I'm not saying it, it all depends on him the work that he'll put in. But man, he's extremely unique, I'll, I'll say that much. He's extremely unique. You don't see somebody with his size, you know, six six. he's 285 pounds. I read an article last year that said, it said something about how Zion, right then and there, at, when he was at Duke, if he was in the NBA, he'd be the second heaviest player, second to Boban Marjanovic, ooh, let's go Mavs. But he he would be, Second heaviest player because he's weighing 285 and Bobon, who is 7'3 Weighs 290 like it's just it's crazy basically man. He's, he's he's just a highlight reel He's an elite athlete. They said he had like a 48 inch vertical at his size at his height like You just don't see that every day, you know I will say though. I don't know about the beating he'll take because he plays such a physical like just a physical game like, he's going at the rim. He's going at everybody. He's moving people out of his way with his body. Like, I, I, I wonder how long that will, you know, that'll last. I don't want to jinx it, but we'll see. Of course, you know, the second pick in the draft can't go wrong with either with, with John Moran. You know, I, I feel he's, he is a special athlete. He has an effortless jump. He just gets in the air. He just gets to his top height. He just gets up there really quick. He's not one of those, like, he's, he has to fully gather himself. But, yeah, I'm impressed. I think he's overall the the best actual point guard in the draft. I watched the game of his one time where he was literally directing, telling people where to go, what to do, and then boom, just threw a backdoor alley to his teammate, and I was like, where did that come from? Like, I saw him, I saw it develop, where he was just, you know, he saw something and then boom, next thing you know, a dunk, or. He was directing players and moving guys around, and boom, wide open three to his teammate. Like I was impressed, especially that's why I think it helped him. Also, you know, going to a small school where he got all the minutes, he was the man. Like he he didn't have to sit behind anybody, and, and you know he was he wasn't ready or anything like that. Like he stepped in and he was a man, which is what I think will also help him now in the NBA because obviously the the Grizzlies got rid of Mike Conley, so he's from day one it's his team they're gonna ride with him good or bad it reminds me of last year like with Trae Young. Trae Young got to play through all his mistakes Trae Young had a bad summer league he had a bad you know the first half of the season like preseason like it just wasn't it, it didn't look good you know and it didn't help that luca was doing what he did so basically they, they let him play through all his mistakes and then i guess that was after the all-star break like Trey Young just took off his percentages and his like they're winning games. I see John ja Morant, ja, ja, excuse me, John ja Morant along those same lines. I also think though, I wouldn't be surprised if John ja Morant leads the league in assists by the end of the year because he has NBA caliber players around him now. Obviously, he's an NBA, but you know, in college, Murray State was a mid-major school, so he didn't have the best talent. You know, the guys weren't finishing, guys weren't making their shots. So now that he's in the, the next level. NBA where everyone's an NBA player There's, you know shooters everywhere finishers everywhere like I see him being like basically a star I See him being the star For for Memphis. I'm excited to watch him play next player Darius Garland as far as skills I think he's probably the most skilled player in the draft of all the rookies, you know Just elite ball skills, but he's more of a score more of a scoring guard so my teammates here say he's a points guard You know, but as as far as like his shooting touch, his IQ, it's all there. He has a small, little, frail body right now. He's only about six two. Like I I can look up his weight, but he's probably like 170 pounds. Like he's not the biggest guy. You know, of course, he's he's 19 years old, one and done, Vanderbilt. You know, but over time, the strength will come, as it does with everybody. You know, especially coming in as a teenager. What I felt helped him the most was that his dad, Winston Garland played in the NBA for seven years. And since last year in in, in the NBA was in 95, I think it was, and Darius was born in 2000, so obviously he didn't get to see his dad play, but all those drills and everything that his dad taught him was all NBA-level, NBA-caliber workouts and everything, how to take care of your body. Like You don't just last seven years in the NBA just by accident or just because you're talented, but you know, it helps. That's a common theme I'm seeing in, in the NBA. A lot of those guys are like somebody in the family or someone along the um, along the, along the bloodlines or you know, Godfather. Somebody, Somebody's in the NBA, or at least professional. So, hence why Darius Garland is the way he is, as elite as he is as well. Next, Kobe White. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. I just love the way he plays. Um, he has great size. He doesn't have great length. He measured at the draft, was it 6'4"? He was about 6'4", six, 6'4", four, six, four with like a 6'5 wingspan. And I don't care about that stuff. If you can play, you can play. The whole, the length and how tall are you, like that's for the birds. You either can play or you can't because how many times do they get somebody who was who like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but he has a seven foot wingspan and the guy can't play? I have some names in mind but I won't say that you know I don't don't want (laughs) to I won't say it yet I should probably have another podcast for that as well but as far as Kobe White I think he's in he can score on all three levels he can shoot the three off of catch and shoot and a pull up he has the mid-range game down and he can get all the way to the basket you know not too many guards can do all of that at a high rate and I see him do that especially because he has they have talent in Chicago it's not like He's stepping into a situation where there just isn't any talent and, and all the focus will be on him i expect a big year from him actually definitely and he'll be running in, in, the, in the rookie of the year race you know he has a high iq as well and i like the way he probes i like the way he reads he actually reads the defense a lot of the young guards that come into the league when you watch them play like they're just too fast they don't realize there's a seven footer waiting there so they don't see where the help is coming from but he does i mean i'm not saying he's perfect obviously he's a rookie He's 19 20 years old he's gonna need some time as well but i think he's gonna be a star especially with what the bulls have the pieces they going they have going for them like with lauren and um wendell carter jr you know zach Levine, who i think is he's on the verge man that, that dude oh the whole team they're on their way up they have their core they're they're gonna be there so but the main thing i like about kobe white man is that he plays hard on both ends can't stand when guys just play on one end but He tries on both ends and just like some of the other guys on my list, they at least try on defense, might just not be good yet. My next guy who I really liked in the draft was, um, was Jackson Hayes um, from Texas. Big man, Um, he was selected eighth overall um, by the Pelicans. He's extremely raw, like he's really, really raw. He doesn't get it yet. If he's used the right way, he can be really effective and he can be really really good because as of right now he's not a post-up player you're not gonna just give him the ball on the block he's not a playmaker you don't want to give him the ball on a roll on a short roll and and want him to find the shooter or, or to make a decision What you want him to do on offense at least you want him to set a screen hard roll and be a finisher you want him to be the log catcher you want him to play the dunker spot you don't want him shooting or not nah, like as of right now that's where it is. That's where he's gonna. eat, especially on the defensive end, he has the length, he has the athleticism, and he can move. His athleticism is, is pretty it's pretty crazy for how for how tall he is. Being six, 11, 7 foot, he can move his feet. He can guard multiple positions, and his effort is there, man. In the summer, like he was chasing dudes down. You know, as, as, as he just comes out of nowhere blocking shots. As far as like his physical att- attributes, it's all there. The skills. Like they're gonna be developed eventually as, as he gets older and again, he's just 19 One thing that really stood out with me is him with him as well is his toughness and his effort It's there, you know, it stands out and he seems like a hard worker So I'm pretty sure you know in time and on top of that his dad was an NFL player like It's there remember me saying like So along the line somewhere someone was an NBA player. Well same thing goes like if your, da- if your dad was like a, another you know, you always see a, a a professional athlete's son playing a professional sport most of the like more often than not you'll see them playing another professional sport so another guy uh, this guy i felt like he got he caught a lot of flack in the draft um cam reddish people either loved him or they hated him i think the experts with the analytics and all that stuff i don't buy it you know when they analyze they break down his games to like the all the way down and they say, well, oh, he's only shooting this percent on, you know, two dribble pull-ups or at the rim. Like, I don't know. What I see with Cam, I like his shooting touch. I think he's a shooter, even though his percentages weren't too good at Duke. You know, his percent, his field goal percentage lines were, uh, it was 36, 33, and 77. Not bad, you know, like, that's not, I mean, that actually, it wasn't as, it was kind of below average, average-ish. But the 77 free throw percentage, man, like, that shows that there's like a, a foundation there, like it's there. Now, the kinds of shots he was taking when he was taking the shots, you know, with, was, was he on a slump? Because he, he, you have to remember, he wasn't a first option, he wasn't a second option. Of course, Zion got all the attention, RJ Barrett, I do. That's why I'm not sold in it. I'm basing his talent off of is what I see. I see him be a playmaker. I see him shoot the bike. I see it. So that's why I, that's why I like him a lot. Plus, I like his size, man. Cam Reddish is about a 6'8", 6'9". Kid looks like he's still growing. Like, he looks tall. That kid looks tall. For me personally, that's what I like in my wings slash guards. Like, I like the size. I like I like the height. I like the length. Like, that's what I like personally. But I don't live by it. It's just if you have it, that's a, that's a, like an additional plus. As far as where he went in the draft, I, I personally, I thought he was going to go to Washington. Because, you know, Washington, aside from, you know, John Wall and Bradley Beal, I don't know why they, they they got, I guess they just don't like big, like, I thought last year when they, they, they traded away Kelly Oubre and Otto Porter, I'm like, okay, you know, they're just trying to save money, but then this year they passed on Cam Reddish, I'm like, okay, I guess they just don't like big wings or big guards, like, I don't know. I do feel Washington should have drafted him because John Wall is out. They needed another guy. They needed another, like, kind of a face, a face in the franchise. And, you know, Ruby Hachimura, I don't know, maybe he is a guy, maybe he isn't. That, that's that's for the next podcast, actually. I feel like Cam Reddish should have gone to a team or would have been better fitted for a team where he could do his thing, you know, play through his mistakes. He can get minutes regardless of, of if he's playing well or not. Because in Atlanta, yeah, with DeAndre uh Hunter, they have, um, I said, Bembry, they have, they just have so many, they just have a lot of pieces already that I don't know if if they'll just let him go. I don't even know if I said their names right. Is it DeAndre Hunter? (laughs) The the fourth pick in the draft. I just wish he went to, uh, I wish he went to a team like Washington or even Charlotte, you know, with the 12th pick, where, where he would have a better chance to have a better fit, I guess, as far as playing minutes, playing time and nobody really being in front of him like that like it's just like you go back to john ja moran if mike conley was there jaw wouldn't he wouldn't have the reins to the team he'll still be mike's team and he, he would be in uh, mike's understudy for a year or two or however long what you want for some of the younger guys is you want them to just go be free and be themselves but maybe again you can also look at on another end or another side maybe that's what cam reddish needs maybe he needs that to where he. He doesn't have to be that the guy. He can, uh, I guess, just fit in, you know, a building block or a piece to what they're building too. But we'll see. What else I like about him is that he has a ton of defensive potential, man. He has a good frame to build muscle. A lot of guys who are skinny, like you can tell like, yeah, their, their body's just not built to, to be like stocky and, and, and sturdy, but his is. He has a lot of potential there, especially defensively. Like essentially he could guard one through five, you know, Who's to say not? But overall, smooth game. That's what I like the most, man. He just has a smooth game to him. He reminds me of like like a Paul George, Rudy Gay-ish. Like they're just kind of smooth. He needs work, though. Again, all these guys, do. they're not perfect. This is just what I see and what they could become. But yeah, I get the foundation is there with him. Next, one of my favorites as well, as all of them are actually, Tyler Hero. I remember when I first watched him, I saw his little highlights um, when he was in high school. And I was like, man. This dude's a killer. And then when he went to Kentucky, I was like, man, he's gonna kill there too. But then I I didn't know if it was gonna be more of a, like when Devin Booker went to Kentucky where he was kind of like in a role where like, yeah, you just catch and shoot. Where he kind of was, you know, at Kentucky, he was more of a catch and shoot, kind of kept in a box, which is why I think he'll be a better pro than college player. Because I mean, he is an elite shooter. You can't deny that, like that's a fact his mechanics, the quick release, the footwork. As far as his shooting, picture perfect, everything. He has good lift, everything. By him not being athletic, his skill set of his jump shot, and he has a solid handle too, like, he's not just a shooter, but there's like, you know, the whole stigma where like, oh, you're just a shooter, like, that's all you do, you can't dribble, you're not a playmaker, or, you know, if you're a big, like, you just need a rebound and, you know, block shots, the kind of that kind of thing. Even though he's not very athletic, his skill set, it sets him up, it sets up his game because you have to respect his jump shot. So now, you, as a defender, you have to get closer, and then that's where every little fake and, and little uh-uh, you know, that, that's where that comes in, and that's where it, it opens up everything for him because of his jump shot. And as soon as he catches the ball, he's looking at the rim. He's not looking to pass. Like He is a scorer. His mentality, you know, his, his confidence, his comp- Competitive nature, you know his toughness. Person, I love it. He's serious about this, and it's gonna set him up. His game doesn't remind me of this person, but it's kind of the same. Where like you know Steph Curry, like his jump shot is so good that his lack of athleticism it just doesn't matter. Steph isn't the most athletic. He's not the fastest. He's not the quickest. He doesn't jump the highest. But his his skills sets up everything. I will give Steph. Though, he's a lot bigger than than he used to be. And he was a little, little skinny boy before. But yeah, his, like, the jump shot, man. The one thing you need in today. You got that, and, like, it sets up everything in basketball. I also think he's perfect for Miami and their culture. You know, the whole hard nose, we're gonna just grind it out, we're gonna lock up on defense, and we're gonna just play tough basketball. I think he fits perfect. He fits perfect with Miami. But I will say, I, I do think his defense will, will need some help. Um, I wish I could show the phone back to him, so for example i was watching one of his games and he was i can't remember who he was guarding but he just kept shuffling his feet you know, as he was guarding the ball on the wing and the guy was you know jabbing and sizing him up and of course he got beat along the ways he'll, he'll he'll realize like yo I, you can't just be you know you can't be playing cat and mouse like making every every move the the offensive player makes you can't be jumping with them basically his defense need works okay how about that his defense needs needs work um and it, it'll it'll get better, I do believe. You can tell players who are who are tough and you know competitive, like they don't just sit back and not work. I think he, he will get better in, in all aspects of his game. So the next person is Brandon Clark. He's a twenty first pick by the Memphis Grizzlies. He fell in the draft, right? Personally, I thought he was a top fifteen pick. I honestly did, because even though he fell I'm still a big fan. Clearly, he's undersized. He's only six seven with a with a six eight wingspan. You know, so he's not too long. He's he's not the tallest guy. You know, I mean, because we have we have wingmen like you know forwards and, and even guards that are bigger than him. This is where I think the scouts always mess up. They look at they look at what a player can't do opposed to what he can do. Why I think he fell in the draft. He's not very skilled. You know he doesn't have a he doesn't have a tight handle. He doesn't uh, he doesn't even put the ball on the ground really. He has below average shooting. By the time the season starts, he's gonna be he's gonna be 23 years old. You know I don't know why, but they always go for these young guys, who are at 19, 20 years old. It doesn't make sense to me personally. I guess it makes sense to somewhere like oh you know if he's 23, then why don't I get a guy who's 20 or 19 and then train him for four years so by the time that he is 23, he'll be better than that person who was 23 um at that time but it doesn't make sense all the like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me you never know like how do you know that guy's going to be with you for for the next you know three or four years developing or or anything like that so for me personally the age i mean unless you're like 25 or 26 i wouldn't draft you i'd draft you in the second round maybe but i don't think 22 23 I, i still think it's it is young it, to me, at least, it is. As far as Brandon Clark, what I see when I watch him play, he's tough, plays hard. He rebounds at a high level. He blocks shot. He's an elite athlete. Like even though he's only six seven ish, he he gets up, man. He gets up really quick too. He has a quick a quick springy bounce. He knows his role. He's more of like a center, a pick and roller where he, he he's finishing at the rim, catching lobs. Uh, he's doing a lot of the dirty work. He rebounds, blocking shot like. He's a great guy. He's He fits perfect for what they're going to do um, in Memphis. He's a team guy and he just gets the job done. That's why I love it. There's no extra with him. He seems low maintenance to me or no maintenance at all for what he does. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. And I, I, I really like the core with what they have going on in Memphis. Alright, next guy. I was surprised Brandon Clark fell. I was really surprised that Bruno Fernando fell to the second round as a center. 6'10 center i want to say he was a fourth pick you know before the draft i saw that he was like a possible you know late late first early second round pick and i thought he was gonna i thought he was gonna be one of those that came in in the in the the early 20s of the draft because i mean he is 6'10 you know he has a, a a big strong body he's aggressive on both ends so when he dunks like he's letting it be known you know he's yelling and doing his thing when he blocks a shot he lets it be known and I just love that type of, for me personally, I love that type of player that just gets the team going, you know, and then the guys on the bench they're all jumping up going crazy and everybody on the court like, it just it just gets the, the, the team fueled. I think that it's needed, like that spark. He still needs work though, like I said, as like as everybody does, He's not, he's nowhere close to being a finished product but, you know, he's only, like, 20 or 21 years old. He's a, he was a sophomore from Maryland. Like, I don't know. I, I would have taken him. I, I thought I thought at the latest that the Clippers were going to take him. I think they had the 27th pick, but they picked the center from Florida State. Um, I can't pronounce his name. It's like, I don't know. What I really liked about him, why I thought he was going to do good, is the touch he has. And his field goal stats for the year, last year in Maryland, it was 60, 30, and 78, which is, like, that's... Awesome, <laughs> I don't even say the word awesome, but like, yeah, that's awesome. That 6'10 strong body, it seemed like a recipe for a first round pick to me at least. Um, and he's a le- leg- legitimate shot blocker, like, I just love him. I think he was, I don't know why, but I felt like he was an underrated post player because you know you don't see too many actual post players in today's NBA, but I, I feel like he was probably the best in the draft because you know he actually had. Well, for one, he actually had moves, he had footwork, he had the touch, like he was he was doing things. When I broke down some of his film, I, I was highly impressed, highly impressed. And especially, he's young too still, like, golly. Shout out to the Hogs GM, man. They're being built the right way. And he can also finish with both hands in the paint, man. I, I, I was impressed with that, you don't see too many big men who know how to finish with both hands in the paint. You know, it just seems like all they wanna do is dunk when you're not always gonna be able to. There's a lot to like, a lot to like. Remember the name, Bruno? Bruno Fernandez, uh, Fernando. Fernando, my bad, y'all, I thought it was Fernandez. <laughs> the last guy, I really like him. He showed a lot to me was, I mean, he was a late second round pick, 55th overall. Uh, 55th overall um, to the Kings is Kyle Guy. He's a guard from Virginia, 6'2 guard from Virginia. Man, that boy can flat out shoot the rock. He gets great lift on his jump shot you know he gets he really gets up and it's a high high release quick release I think he fell in the drops because he's not too tall for one he's only 6'2 if you're not a legitimate point guard at 6'2 like the NBA I guess they don't value but for me like again I don't look too much into the whole how tall you are or how, how many you know bench press, like out of all that how fast you are and if, or how high you jump all that's cool and lovely but like do you get the job done and for me kyle guy gets the job done even though he's only 6 2 he's not long he's not too athletic but um he just knows how to play like this kid man his ability to hit clutch shots when i say clutch shots not just like the end game where like oh i got the ball and i gotta shoot it you know make or miss whatever i mean clutch shots when there's like you're down six seven eight points and there's like A minute and a half, or a minute 45 left, or however long. Like, I guess where you really need to to get stops, and when you really, really need to score, that's where I feel Kyle Guy just excels, and you don't see that in a lot of people. He wasn't phased at all, especially in the NCAA tournament this past year. The Auburn game that stood out the most. I mean, he had a lot of, he hit a lot of big shots in like, you know, the national championship game, um, and along like all season, he was just killing, but my memory serves me correct, they were down, they were down four with the the shot clock was already off, let's say. So he hits a three and he, and it was crazy, like it was a double, double pump or double clutch three that he shot and he switched it with the defender in his face. He rose up, hit it, boom. There was about seven seconds left. Um, After that, they fell Auburn, Auburn point guard makes one, misses one, a free throw they come down he shoots a three gets fouled and he hits all three free throws to win by one like golly i was really impressed he's a big shot taker and a big shot maker i definitely think he's an nba player it might not be this year it might not be next year you know he's definitely going to be in the g league because he's, he's on a two-way contract right now with sacramento but i think he's a legit he'll, he will be a legitimate nba player i think He'll have a career along the lines of like um, Seth Curry. Seth Curry's about 6'2", you know, doing G League a couple years and bounced around here, teams here and there. And then he just latched on. Seth Curry the last, you know, three or four years, you can tell like the, the fruits of his labor were finally paying off. And it really did this this past summer. He's just doing his catch and shoot job. Like, I see that, that role or that type of person in Kyle Guy. But Kyle might be a, I don't know, I don't wanna say he's a better, sh- Score. I don't know. We'll see. He definitely has it's a great in-between game too. It's not just threes and jump shots. Like, you know, he can play. I Man, he's a high IQ. He makes the right play. The the main thing that I liked about him is that he's a winner. Like, he just win. He knows how to win. Like, give him the ball when the, when the clock's going down. He just has that it thing. And I, I'm a big fan. So I'm I'm rooting for the guy. The guy, Kyle guy. I want to see him be successful, I think, and I think he will be. Um, but yeah, so, there you have it. My favorite players in the draft, the guys with the most potential for me, at least. It might have been a little rough, guys. I know, my first time behind the camera like this. Uh, my mouth is all dry. I should probably have a bottle of water with me, or some water or something. Thank you guys for, for listening. I guess stay tuned for the next one, and peace.